dive into the Word. I need to pray because this is a very super sensitive subject, and uh, you'll feel that in just a few minutes. You're also going to, you're going to hear a sermon, but you're also going to uh, see a video of a couple in the church that was so courageous and brave to share their journey in this area of pornography. You're going to see an illustration, as it were, a skit, depicting what it may look like for someone who is struggling in pornography addiction, what it looks like in the spiritual world, spiritual realm. Just wanted to give you a heads up of what's going on. Pray with me now and just ask for God's great grace and his presence upon this time. Father, we just thank you, God, that you come to set the captive free. You come to open prison doors. You come to, with your anointing, break yokes off of people's lives. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We thank you for that. And we just ask for freedom and liberty to take place where truth just comes in the innermost part of our being, according to Psalms 51. You desire it there so that people can be free. So have your way right now, Holy Spirit. Let your word come alive. Jesus' name. And everyone said, I mentioned it earlier, if you have a child, if they're between the ages of 11 and under, uh, I encourage you to, to take them to children's church right now if you're concerned about your child being here. This is definitely a, uh, a, a, definitely a challenging subject that you should be aware of that. I'd rather tell you now instead of getting your emails later. Amen. Amen. <laughs> We're finishing a series last week, You Asked For It. Say that with me, You Asked For It. Yes. And today is called You Didn't Ask For It. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, but you're going to get it. <laughs> you didn't ask for this, but if you look at all the stats, there's a great possibility that there's people in this room that needs it. I want you to look at this scripture, very, very powerful scripture. Uh, Jesus declared this. We call it the Beatitudes. I like to call it what you be like with your attitude. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Selah. The pure in heart, they will see God. God. There's probably not a person in this room that doesn't want to see God. The promise is those who are pure will see God. There's definitely an uncircumcised giant that has been released from hell in the land, warring against men and women and children. And the spirit, this giant is anti purity, anti holiness anti-Jesus, anti-God, anti to do anything with the word of God, sent directly from hell, battling against marriages, battling against men, women, and children, here to destroy the innocence of our kids, perverting their way, twisting, crooking it. He comes to steal, absolutely, kill and destroy this giant that I'm talking about today. This giant has a name. It's not Goliath, but it's still an uncircumcised Philistine. Maybe not a Philistine. 
but it's way bigger than Goliath, way stronger than Goliath, way deady, deadier, is that a word? Amen. <laughs> than Goliath, way larger than Goliath, with 1.1 billion websites that I found out yesterday, probably not a person in this room that hasn't been impacted by this giant. This uncircumcised giant's name is pornography. The verse that reminds me of how uh, sin starts within any of us, especially this thing called pornography, comes to rule our life and destroy our life and marriages and families, comes from James 1.15. I want to read it uh, and just bear with me for a moment. Then when desire, everyone say desire. A desire can be good or bad. A desire, it's kind of like a bird. A bird wants, for some reason, wants to set, come and, you know, kind of set on my bald head. And so there's nothing wrong with the bird kind of just setting there, but it gets really jacked up if the bird begins trying to build a nest on my head. <laughs> See, you might not be able to stop a bird from landing on your head, but you can sure stop it from building a nest on your head and all of a sudden having little eaglets and little... Little, little birds all in your life. First comes a desire. And when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. It's a terrible regression here. Just pornography is a de- terrible regression. It gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. And this giant has brought death in many marriages, many individuals, many Wives, many men, many children. It's brought death to many families, bank accounts. I've sat across in a car talking to someone who spent thousands, thousands on this addiction. It brings death to bank accounts and businesses impacting the very souls and hearts of people. I'm going to read some stats. If you'll just bear with me, they're going to be behind me. They were compiled uh, by Jerry Ropaleto in a book called Clean. This Clean was written by Douglas Wise. And I'm just going to read through some of these stats. Some of these stats are, are old, so if you can only imagine, if there are 06, where we are today. Why? Because this thing is just on a snowball hell, just tumbling down a mountain, getting so much momentum, it's not even funny. So it's, it's, it, it probably grows every day. And I hope that we can be part of stopping it. Pornography time statistics. Every second, say that with me, second, like one. $3,075.64 is spent on pornography. Every second, 28,258 internet users are viewing pornography. Every second, 372 internet users are typing adult search terms in the search engines. Uh, every 39 minutes, every 39 minutes, a porn flick is being created in the United States. 
06 worldwide pornography revenues. This is not thousands. This is not millions. This is in the billions. Billions. Country, China, over 27 billion. South Korea, over 25 billion. Uh, Japan, over 19 billion. America, over 13 billion. This industry is impacting prostitution and sex slavery in America and throughout the world. Be not deceived. Here's a kind of breakdown of, of America's in the billions. Video sales, over 3 billion. Internet, over 2. Cable, pay-per-view, phone sex, over 2. Exotic dance club, over 2 billion. Novelties, over 1 billion. Magazines, uh, right under 1 billion. Totaled, you'll see it there, over 13 billion. The Internet Filter Learning Center of 08 states it is estimated that approximately 13% of the United States regularly uh, views internet porn. 75% of them at that point in 08 uh, were men. It's a huge battle among men, but it's also a humongous battle among women. And uh, among children, you'll see that in just a few minutes, more younger people. Uh, There's books that's been written, amazing books like Every Man's Battle, Pure Desire, so forth and so on. There's lots of help out there, and I want to share a little bit towards that. When it comes to women and pornography, women keeping their next stats, women keeping their cyber activity secret, 70%. uh, Women struggling with pornography addiction, 17%. Ratio of women to men favoring chat rooms is twice as much, two times. Percentage of visitors in adult websites who are women, one in three visitors. Web, uh, women ac- accessing adult websites each month, 9.4 million. Women admitting to accessing pornography at work, 13%. Touches men, touches women. This giant, it is a giant. It impacts clergy. No one's untouched in this area. I I would say that most people in this room, if not at all, has been impacted to some degree. Clergy, Christianity Today surveyed, conducted four in ten pastors, accessed, visited porn website more than one-third in the past year. I was extremely concerned of trying to do studies on this subject using my phone or my iPad. Uh, I don't use a computer. I use a phone and an iPad. And so I was like, what am I going to do? I was like, I ain't putting, I'm not going to do a search on porn ratios. I'm not going to, you know, this ain't like, you know, dominoes. And so I was majorly concerned. I talked to those even who was helping uh, with the illustration. And uh, uh, Logan Uh, Let me borrow a book from a friend called Clean, which I got the the stats from, and I was able to go in paper and look and read on this, and there's so much more. Even listening to a sermon yesterday that the pastor was talking about, there's 1.1 billion websites right now. I mean, it is a beast, beast. 
And so uh, I will tell you this with the clergy talk. My wife and elders in the church can look at my phone and my iPad at any time. There, you want to look at it now? There it is. You want my password? I'll give it to you. Not a problem. Okay? Not trying to sound self-righteous, but I just want you to know that there a, we had an elders retreat this summer, and I, I told them, I said, hey, you can look at my phone and my, my iPad anytime you would like. Surveys of Protestant evangelical clergy in the United States reported that 33 to 43% admitted of viewing internet porn. Of these numbers, approximately 6 to 18% viewed pornography multiple times per month, and one survey cited 37% of clergy who describe internet pornography as a current temptation. It touches many people, America, every nation, or lots of nations. I would assume all nations. Say this with me, young people. Young people, I've always thought, is absolutely the bullseye in hell. And once again, it proves to be true that it is. Young people, a study done in 2009 uh, by Deborah Brune Corville and Mary Rogers states that in the United States, the percentage of young people looking at sexual explicit material ranges from 56% to 86% of young men and 31% to 56% of young women. But apparently rates of pornography use uh, among females are increasing, with nearly half a female adolescent reporting viewing pornography in the past months. Young people. Children. Children. Please don't think, parents, that somehow your children's not impacted by this. I got to be honest with you. You would really need to get your head out of the sand. I don't care if they're homeschool or whatever they are. This really, this giant from hell, this spirit is out to get anyone at any time and a mistake can take place and it can impact your children. The average kid that sees pornography for the, for the very first time, put my stat up please, is 11 years old, the average 80% of 15 to 17 years old are having multiple hardcore exposures. 90% most while doing homework. 8 to 16-year-olds have viewed porn uh, online. Before we go into the video and the illustration I want to share with you some thoughts that I think that can really help anyone right now that is dealing with porn. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to have an altar call at the end. It's not just for anyone that might be in porn right now, but it could be for those who have been impacted. I had a lady behind me last night. I could just hear her cry. Maybe somehow it's impacted you, a family member, so forth and so on. I believe there's healing and restoration and all these. We, we have ideas for you to absolutely get help. Don't allow it to continue in your life. Number one, the number one answer 
is God's word. Okay, and you could say, well, Jay, I've been reading God's word and I'm stuck in porn. I, I get it, but just go with me for a minute. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. I did a search on this, uh, a research on this years ago, and I've even preached it uh, years ago, but I thought it was very in tune for where we're going today. That pure, say that with me, pure. That pure in the Greek is katharos, where we get the word catheter. And if you know what a catheter is, I'm not a nurse, I'm not a doctor, hallelujah, I'm a pastor. But a catheter is usually a tube that's inserted in the bladder in order for fluids to come out, so forth and so on. And I'm sure there's a cleansing and a purification that can happen with the bladder and the kidneys and so forth and so on. A catheter. Blessed are those who are catheros of heart. Blessed are those who are pure, clean, cleansed in the heart. Your catheter, you have a catheter that's allowing these things. I'm gonna tell you, walking in life, just doing life, there's things that get on us that's unclean. I'm not even saying that you sin. I'm just saying all of a sudden, it's unclean with stuff around us all over. It can happen and it does happen because of maybe my sin or your sin. Maybe we choose to sin or maybe it's someone else's sin. And maybe someone else doesn't even know what they're doing. But all of a sudden, there is dirt that happens. But blessed are those who are catharists of heart. Catheter, clean, pure, clear. And I'm going to tell you right now, the blood of Jesus covers us. Right? Covers us. But the word of God cleanses us. Blood covers, the word cleanses. I'm not saying that the blood doesn't cleanse us too. But the Bible directly appoints us to look at the word of God for cleansing. So if you've been stuck in this for a while, I want to encourage you to get into the word. Listen, nobody can do that for you. I can't do it for you. Your wife, your husband can't do it for you. You have to go. You have to dive into the word. How can a young man, David, uh, I'm sorry, not David, Psalms 119. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed to thy word. The cleansing of the word of God. The cleansing of the word of God. The cle this is a supernatural word. It is the word of God. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to separate the soul and the spirit of a man. The discerner of the heart. The word of God. I'm telling you right now, you got to get the word in it. The cleansing process has to begin. You have to be catharists of heart. Cleansing through the word of God. Listen to what uh, uh, the Bible says in Ephesians 5.26. That he may sanctify her... Let me back up. That he may sanctify and cleanse her. Sanctified is something that's been set aside. If you're a believer today, you've been set aside for the purposes of God. Pornography will cause your sanctification to get really jacked up and slow you down. Sanctify you and cleanse her. How are you going to be cleansed? With the washing by the water of the word. The word of God will cleanse you. Blood covers, water cleanses you. When Jesus was on the, on the cross, he's hanging there. They came to him 
to break his legs, guess what? He was already dead. The weight of the sin killed our Lord Jesus Christ. But guess what they did? They took a, a spear and they poked him in the side. What came out of Jesus? Water and blood. For you and I to walk catharsis of heart, to be cleansed, to be covered, to be cured. Listen, when we challenge you to be in the word of God daily, it's no joke. It's no joke. If you're still sitting in here after years and years of being here, and if you aren't in the word, how often do you need? Do you think that your body, your kidneys probably needs to cleanse you daily? Just try to hold your pee for a couple of days. <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to be cleansed. I'm going to hit these other ones real quick. I wanted to camp out on that one. Number two, God's community. Next week is city group highlights and city group. It's just everything about getting you connected into a city group and introducing new city groups. God's going, what's that got to do, Jay? How? I'm telling you, the Bible says this in 1 John. Confess your faults to him. He's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. Look at here, going, going vertical. But how about horizontal? I think this is where we miss it in the church a lot of times. It's easy to go vertical, but I'm going to tell you, God wants us to go horizontal. Why? Because James, James challenges us in this area. Confess your trespasses one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. You go here, but you go here. You go here, and you go here. You you. One wing, the other wing. In the temple and house to house, building relationships where you can talk to someone that you trust and you build a relationship and you spend time with the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much through city groups. Listen, celebrate recovery on Friday night. Daniel and Betsy and the whole team there, they have a meal and worship and, and all the different folks that work with uh, Celebrate Recovery, Jimmy and so forth and so on. Listen, Go through the 12th step of the Beatitudes, and my goodness, there's places where people can get whole and healed. Don't continue. I don't care if you've been stuck in it for 60 years. It's time to come out. Come on. It's time for you to get rid of this right here. Chains, because that's exactly what you're in, demonic chains. Number three, counseling. Sometimes it's been embedded so long and so deep and so such a stronghold, you can get counseling. We have people that can work with you. you matter of fact, you're going to hear of it in the video where this gentleman got some counseling. Why? Because sometimes we need a little help in being transformed into the image of God and coaching and, and someone who specializes in that area. But you've got to do the work. You need to be intentional and very intensive in this area of count. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. I would encourage you highly not to go to the ungodly for this counsel, but you get connected with the godly counsel. And the fourth one, listen to me real good, baptism of the Holy Spirit. Say that with me, baptism of the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist came baptizing in water. Jesus came baptizing in the Holy Spirit and fire, and we act like it doesn't exist. 
My life was changed in 88 when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. What happens when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost? You will receive power. You, I hope you feel that. Uh, J.O., I don't even know if I believe in it. Well, you, co- you go ahead and you stay in these chains right here because the Holy Spirit wants to come and break them off. Those are the things that I would coach you, and I get a little excited about it because I want to see people free. Jesus did everything for us to be free, and he wants us to walk in it. Watch this video. So my name is Spencer. This is my wife, Carly. Pornography really affected uh, not only my life, but my wife and my kids. It was the worst secret that I ever held on to. Tore me apart. It started when I was 14 years old, looking at some magazine, and it just escalated from there. First computer, I just felt in control, and it was good. It felt good. Like I said, it tore me apart, having a secret that big and not being able to tell anybody. It was about six years into our marriage when um, God kind of brought it to light, and... For me, the hardest part, I think, was um, just feeling like I didn't know who I married. And if that was something that he could hide and keep secret, then what else didn't I know? And so it was a huge, like, um, blow to my trust and um, obviously also came with insecurities in myself and wondering why I wasn't enough or... um, what I did or didn't do that could have um, caused him to need to um, search outside of our marriage. Um, and so that was a really hard thing, but God gave me a ton of grace and helped me to separate my own emotions from it. And Spencer immediately um, got help. So the one person that, that just took me by the hand and called me out on everything was Don Lynn. He met with me at a coffee shop and first words out of his mouth were, what are you doing? Tell me everything. And the shame and guilt that I felt now that my secret was out, it was overwhelming, but at the same time, it was a relief. After meeting with Dawn, getting counseling from Jim Ferguson, there was hope. There was light at the end of this horrible dark tunnel. And having a wife that held my hand through the entire thing. After it all got found out, God washed me with this Holy Spirit. 8.30 at night while I was taking a shower, just came out and... It was new. It was new. (laughs) Something I never felt before, never had, always wanted, and I finally got it. And it was a 180 degree change. I had no need for pornography anymore. I had no need for any substance that was filling a hole that I had been missing. And God, he changed my life. I was a better dad, a better husband, son. I don't know how I lived my life like I did as long as I did. Honesty is the best key, and if you're struggling through this right now, or have, just know that you're not alone, and there are people out there, like myself, that can help you through this current situation.
Okay, well, work for me is great. We're right in the middle of that huge project, but things are going pretty smoothly so far. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. What? Why are you looking at me like that? It's nothing. Uh, so I'm gonna get Rosie from your sisters. Dinner's in the oven, so, you know, don't let the house burn down while I'm gone. What is it? What's going on? It's not about you all the time, okay? I, I didn't have a great day at work. It was really stressful and I'm tired. Well, why didn't you tell me? It, it, it's kind of hard when I walk through the door and I feel like I'm being questioned. I'm exhausted. Questioned? How his work is going is being questioned? Fine, I give up. Hey, look, I'm sorry work was stressful. I'm gonna get Rosie. And uh, don't forget that we have city group tonight. I, I, I can't get to city group. I got a lot of work to do. I'm gonna even have to eat dinner in the office. Okay, I'll just bring you a plate when I get back. It's all right. Um, I can take a break. I'll see you guys at the table. Okay, great. Listen, I'm still waiting on the coffee from Ted, okay? Look, I don't care, Mike. Seriously. I don't want to hear about it. Let me be crystal clear. You are the project manager on this. And so it's on you. And let me tell you, you are skating on thin ice. So you better get your act together. Hey, man, you didn't respond to my text. The guys from our city group, they started that Bible study. And since you weren't there last week, I thought, Maybe we can schedule for a time that would work for you. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can fit anything else into my schedule right now, man. Hey, you okay? I'm here if you need to talk. No extra time on your schedule needed. We can grab lunch. No, man, I'm, I'm good, really. Okay. Let me know when's a good time for that Bible study, and we could even do it every other week if that makes it easier. I'll see you Monday. Oh, hey, hi, so sorry, work's crazy right now. I know, I'm sorry, tell Rosie I'm sorry. I, I, I won't be able to make dinner, but um, work's going a little bit better. I'll, I'll catch you later.
Thanks for sharing, man. Yeah. How about you, Mike? You've been quiet. What's been going on with you? I... Actually, I... 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 I'm actually good. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. If there's anything to let you guys know, you'd be the first to know. Okay. Well, I'm gonna call it night. Got early start tomorrow. Yeah, me too. Where are we meeting next week? Hey, Mike, how about your house? Yeah, your wife was saying uh, we could maybe meet there a couple weeks. Uh, sure. Yeah, my house. Uh, I, I do gotta get going, though. Um, got a lot of work to do before I can get to bed. Okay. Hey, hey, um, I know you said that everything's fine, but I just want to let you know I'm here for you. I mean, we all are. And know that you can call me anytime if you ever struggle. I told you I've got a lot of work to do, okay? How can you expect me to focus if, if I know that you can come barging in at any moment? Why don't you want me to see what you're working on? Seriously? Okay, I just told you that i got a lot of work to do. You want me to take the time to explain to you what's going on? You're so selfish! What's wrong with you? What's that, honey? Oh, yeah, that's great, sweetie. But did you see it? Honey, yeah, I, I saw it. That's good. Okay, well, I have to get back to the game. I'll score another basket for you. What's that, sweetie? I said I'll score another basket. Dad? Dad? Hey, sweetie, um, you know what? I've got some work i got to get caught up on, so you're going to have to get a ride from your mom back home, okay? Uh, you're doing great, though. Keep going, sweetie. That was great.
guys, there's some chairs right here if you want to set up in Mike's office. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I've got some more. I'm going to clean up real quick. I'll see you guys in there. This week, and your wife was asking for prayer for you. What's been going on, man? What? She, she shouldn't have been sharing my business. We, we just care about you, man. If there's anything you need us to be praying for, you can let us know. It's just embarrassing when she starts sharing personal things. She didn't go into anything particular. What is it, Mike? I know work's been stressful. It's, it's work, okay? It'll, it'll be fine. Shamed. It's okay, man. Go ahead.
you stand to your feet? If you're an altar worker, would you come up? Altar workers, please come, come, come. If you've been impacted by porn in any form or fashion today and you desire to get prayer, we want to pray for you right now. Let me let you know that this is not a place of shame and guilt. This is a place of, like Christ said, like Paul wrote in, in Romans, there, therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So Jesus come, he comes for liberty and he comes for freedom. He took on your sin. And so today, there's something beautiful about talking, about sharing, it says this in Acts 3.19. It says, repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. Look at this. And so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And like Topher, who was acting out as the husband, he received the refreshing, the blotting out, the transformation. So as we go into this song, I just encourage you right now, you may have chains on you from porn or from the someone in your family, a mom or a dad or what have you. And it's beautiful to see and have someone help you remove those. So the altar is open.